what's up everybody it is junior senior two views back for episode 150 150 three, we have done this now this podcast for three years we started on youtube we shifted over uh to spotify and rss and wherever you get your podcasts and we've been doing this for three years now, and we don't see any time we're going to be stopping. Why would soon. we? Okay, let's get started. Yep. NBA Finals talk. Uh, so uh, it looks like Miami evened things up in Denver. It was a really interesting game, too. They came out with uh, a ferocity that was, I don't think Denver was ready for it. Yeah. They came out gritty, and they pulled out the victory. And then we shift gears to Miami in game three, and Denver... Well, that was back. game. No, game. Was that game three? It's game three. So Denver's up two games to okay. one. So they exacted their revenge in Miami. Yeah. Um. I. Well, the Nuggets made the necessary adjustments. They made a couple of errors in game two that I don't think they were expecting to make, and they they just didn't defend well in game two, and they did the ne- what was necessary to take back home court advantage. Uh, Jokic has been absolutely outstanding so far, as as he should be. And as is apparent of a franchise uh, generational talent like him, Jamal Murray has been really the, the the just been so good. He's been so good. I didn't expect him to be this good in this in these playoffs, especially coming off an ACL injury. Uh, he's been fantastic. The Heat have hung in there, but have just need to find a way to. I don't think you can really. There's no really way to defend Jokic because. I've heard a lot of people make comparisons between Jokic and some other guys. For me, he's Hakeem. For me, he's Hakeem reborn. Like there's, he can shake and bake defenders. He can find the open man with ease. He can hit everything from anywhere he wants. Mm-hmm. He's not as athletic as Hakeem, but he's he's still he's still incredible. Uh, look, I I would say he's in a different era of athletic compared to Hakeem. You wouldn't see Hakeem pulling out, taking threes. You wouldn't see Hakeem necessarily being a sort of a catalyst when it comes to the passing. So the Nuggets are at their best, and they control the – I'm looking at stats. They had 60 points in the paint. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know yeah. where it ended because it wasn't just Jokic. It was Jokic's ability to be at the free throw line and Adebayo moving up on him, thinking – or Love, thinking he's going to shoot, and then he passes the ball to a cutter. Now the cutter could be Aaron Gordon. The cutter beat Christian Brown, who scored 50 points off the bench. Yeah. It didn't matter because Jokic has had a triple-double the entire playoff series. And I think he's the first player in history to do that. And he's, he's like 30-10-10. He's, he's, he's the first center to get a triple-double in the finals since right. Wilt. So, since Wilt. Right. So when I look at that game, you can see, yes, Miami decided to get a little bigger. Because we know they were outsized and they put Kevin Love in the starting lineup. Yeah. But I don't think it really mattered because... Denver is able to pick and roll with Murray and Jokic, and Jokic can just get rid of the ball. He doesn't have to score right away. Well, I've said consistently Nuggets in five, and I still believe that they will win this series in five. They just, I, 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 I like the Heat, but man, the Nuggets just look fleshed out. So I mean, yeah. I, I think I believe it's Denver in six, but you say Denver in five. I just think that. They made the right adjustments. And, you know, it's a testament to Mike Malone. Mike Malone in the press yeah. conference called his players out. He didn't have any fear of that. You know, this is Mike Malone. If you said Mike Malone 10 years ago, the same Denver team, I think he'd be worrying about his job. He doesn't care anymore. 
And he's earned his stripes well, as a he, coach. Well, he wasn't the Kings for a bit. Then he got fired. Then he went to. Well, then everybody gets fired from the Kings. It's all right. Yeah, well, it's okay. That was the. That it's was okay. That was the. the yes. The, the Alessandro era yes, of the Kings. Yes. And Kings fans wince at that name. Yes. But moving on. Okay, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, Phoenix Suns. So the Phoenix Suns have recently made a hire. We they had a coaching vacancy, mm-hmm. and they've uh, they've hired Frank Vogel, who was last coaching with the Lakers. For a uh, for a locker room as broken as the Suns, I think this is a good move. Uh, you need a calming presence like Frank Vogel in there. Uh, Monty Williams, good coach, just wasn't that the right coach uh, for them down the stretch. Uh, didn't really get that calming presence to the locker room, and I think he, I think that's a good hire. Uh, Vogel's good defensively; he's a really good defensive coach. Can he un- unlock that ability out of DeAndre Ayton if they man- if they do keep DeAndre Ayton around? Um, and Chris Paul is gone now, which is we'll our talk next about that. point. We'll talk about that a little later. But um, I just I think it's a good hire. There's not really much to say about it. It's a logical well, hire. He's a defensive coach, so I mean I think that that that's where that's where his strengths are. That's where his his background is. You know, he's all about defense, and that's what he tried to instill with the Lakers. It wasn't yeah. – look back to that. He won with the Lakers in the bubble. People complained about the bubble, saying it was too short a season. It doesn't matter. It showed itself the season after because then you had injuries. AD, LeBron, I don't think that was his fault. He can't control player injuries. But – I don't want to hear about the bubble. Everyone was healthy in the bubble. Right, but that's the thing. He, he, had, the, he had the best team in the bubble, and they won. That's it. doesn't matter. So he's got a defensive background. And you see the trend, right? Yes. Play, coaches who've won have been fired. But then coaches who've won in the past were fired and now are brought back in the fold. Uh-huh. So now, yeah, you're right. I don't think Aiton sticks around. I think Aiton's going to go because there's something about that that whole you know vibe may not work. What, what, what do they get back for him? I it doesn't matter. Who knows? But I don't, I don't think he is, sticks around. Is there even a market for DeAndre Ayton? Who knows? We'll find out soon enough during the summer. Summer even, hasn't started yet. I don't even think there's a market for DeAndre Ayton. Well, if, they, if there isn't a market for him, he's still on contract. All right. Sons of Waves, Chris Paul. Should he Bye-bye. Simply, should he simply retire? Bye, Chris. I think the, if he doesn't go to the Lakers, then he retires. I think the Lakers would probably be the most logical place for him to land because he's buddy-buddy with LeBron and, uh, you know, they need a point guard. Uh, because of Delo's horrid, horrid performance in the playoffs, um, I think that uh, yeah, it's just a really tragic story with Chris Paul. At times he hasn't shown up. At times he just could, didn't even have a chance to show up. If you're talking about the Rockets' 2018 playoff run against the Warriors, uh, uh, I mean you could go. Let's look, look, Chris Paul is the modern day age Charles Barkley. Yeah, that's my. That's how I see it. He's a guy who's Really good player, has played very long, has been on good teams. They just haven't gotten there yet. I and it's and, and, I, and I will not, I'll take away from the fact that his injury changed things in the series because I don't think him being on the court would have changed anything in the Phoenix Suns losing to the Nuggets. That's it. I don't think his presence. I think he's. Can he can he help a team like the Lakers? Sure. Can he do it full time? No. No. He's a guy who's going to either start and sit or come off the bench. I don't see at his age him helping. The demographics on I that think, team. I think he's he's the funny the quandary about him for me is that um, he was the thing that gave franchises a a lift forward and an oomph forward um, from the Clippers onwards. He was the guy that gave franchises the push forward to be right. better, but he was also the piece that was letting. 
those teams down at times. Well, if you talk about the Clippers, um, he at times he didn't manage to show up. Uh, at times he was injured. Uh, if you talk about the Rockets, uh, at times he didn't manage to show up. At times he was injured. Uh, Suns, t- the twenty twenty one playoffs, that was the best chance. He, he, that was it. That, that was, was the best, best chance. chance, and he showed up consistently in those playoffs. He played really well, except for a couple of games in the finals at the crucial hurdle. And 2022, man, that meme is going to be living on for ages. He hits a huge three to cut the lead down to 42. It, that meme is going to be living on for ages, yeah, and it's I, sad. I don't, I don't know if that's if Chris Paul moves on from here. I mean, let's talk about him going to the Lakers, talk about him going to the Celtics. Look, the Lakers can have him now. Remember, years ago, they were pulled up on tampering because they were going to get him well, that from was New Orleans. A, well, that, wasn't, that was a long time I, that, ago. I was, that's not tampering. It wasn't tampering. Right, but I'll now they can why. have him. I'll tell you why. No, don't he, go into it. The NBA owned the New Orleans franchise it. and vetoed it for what they called basketball reasons. Okay, it doesn't matter. It's a reason why Stern wasn't a good commissioner. Let's just not go that far. Moving on. All right, next question here. Yeah. I'm just going to find it. Hold on. Okay. Uh, are you thinking half or, or or the whole season suspension for John Moran? Oh, so the announcement's not coming through yet because Adam Silver has announced he's going to wait till after the finals because he didn't want that to distract. Why, 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 and I don't why, think why, why say that anyway? Why say that anyway? Why say that anyway that you're going to wait? Why say that anyway? You're still detracting from the point, but the point is full season. It's a full season. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't care. Full season. Silver, if you're really serious about this, full season. He, he, it's clear that he did not learn his lesson from the first time. And it's clear whatever therapy he did down in Florida was all a smoke show. So now he, it's, there needs to be serious consequences. I think he loses. I think he should be suspended for a full season to get his head right and to get his life in order and to get his, the people around him in order. Whether it's his friends his posse, his entourage, his family, he needs to get his mind right and say to the people that are bringing him down, stop it. And say, look, I need to, I can't do this anymore. All right. Um, I, my, my head, my heart says, my head says a full season, but I, I, I'm under this, I'm under this suspicion that it's going to be half. Because at the end of the day, the NBA is a business. And they know that Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies without John Morant as a face of the team is just the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> and just the Memphis Grizzlies that moved from Vancouver. So then, th- th- that's what it is. Then again, if what will a full season really provide the outcome that I see? That uh, that would be ideal for John Morant as a, as a player. Would it cause more problems? Because we don't know whether, whether a full season of him just not having any work to do or well, not showing up. Well, he's got work not, to do, all right. Well, no, no, not not in a basketball sense, not being with the team. Would that cause more problems uh, for him to give in to those tendencies? We uh, don't know. We don't know, but, but uh, I, I think we don't know, but we don't we don't know what's in the mind of Adam Silver. I, or Ja. I look at it from a basketball standpoint because the NBA is still a business. And as far as I'm concerned... John Morant, like any other player in the NBA who's making lots and lots of money, there's a standard, and he broke the standard. And regardless of what he says, whether the gun was real or not, who cares? End of the day, I say suspended for a year, but I get the feeling that it's going to be announced when it was just be suspended half the season. Yeah. All right. 
Stanley Cup Finals. Whoa, who cares? Golden, the, I don't. The Golden Knights. Uh, are Golden up, Knights. Are up 2-1 against the Panthers. They did stay alive. The Panthers yesterday um, off a game winner from Carter Verhage. The Panthers will not die, man. They are the cats with nine, the cat with nine lives. But the but the, the onus is on Bobrovsky. Bro, What's Bobrovsky? Bobrovsky, the Sorry. goaltender. So that's he, well, he's well. I, I that's where it starts and ends. The most, most. I don't finals. think I don't think that's a bad onus to have on him because he's because he's been amazing these playoffs. He's been generational these playoffs. So I don't think that's a a bad onus to have on him. Um, but Vegas is really deep. They're really, really fantastic. Mm-hmm. The um, Matthew Kachuk got checked hard in Game Two. It was a clean hit, but it was a hard check that sent him to the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, or was it Eichel? Uh, I'm I'm not sure, but uh, it was a it was a hard clean check. Um, I think in this series it's going to be a closer one than a lot of people think so I did predict earlier that it would be Florida in 7 I, did, I don't think it's going to be 7 I, I, did, I did predict Florida in 7 I don't so think it's going to be 7 uh, sorry I did predict Florida in 7 earlier in another episode so I'm sticking mm-hmm. with that prediction okay. because they're, they're pesky okay um, I think I believe that it's going to be Vegas in 5 I don't watch hockey enough to really care I think this is one of those situations in the NHL finals where you go okay this team this team Florida, yeah. Look, Florida, you give them a chance to sort of maybe claw back another game because of where they've come from. I just think, you know, it's a steam factor. You know, you've run out of pop, and you're getting dominated by a team that, in all senses, expansion in what, year three we're talking, or year four of their expansion? I I think this is their fifth year. So fifth year of expansion. fifth year. You know, to make that kind of jump, as opposed to other teams, like I think about St. Louis, how many decades it took for them to finally win it's an amazing story and it's look it, it gives hope to nhl and expansion okay so i think it's going to be vegas at five yeah that's as much as i know and care when it comes to hockey all right moving on jacob de groms now for the rest of the season should the mets management have let out a sigh of relief this is what they were worried about uh this is what epler was worried about when he when he was in negotiation with Degrom. this is why i said that although it sucks to to have Degrom leave he just wasn't healthy enough. They, the Mets weren't prepared to offer him the years that he wanted. And that's why we're seeing what happened now. He's going to need Tommy John. That's a full year of play gone. Um, but for DeGrom, it works because he had that conditional sixth year in the contract that got uh, activated when he misses uh, more than or at 130 games. Well, he's going to miss he's gonna more. Miss a lot. He's probably going to miss more than 160 games. So that extra year gets activated. Yeah. So he'll be with the Rangers for another five years. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, I'm, I think that it's it's cautionary, but it's a, it's a it, it's definitely what you would consider to be unforeseen risk. Okay. Yeah. So you know the Mets said no to that because of the concerns about his arm, but obviously there was a team out there like the Rangers who said. We're going for it. We're going for it right now. We're in the West. We need to make a stamp. We're getting dominated in the state by Houston. We want to make us. We want. We've got a new manager in Bruce Welch. We're going to put the money down. We're going to push it in front of him. He took the money, and now it's let. It makes me think also about the end of this era with the Mets. You know, because you think about a few years ago in the World Series, who they had in their rotation. The Dark Knight, Matt Harvey, Noah Syndergaard, and you had young Jacob Degrom, a young Degrom. You had that sort of elite rotation and we now know what's happened right injuries have played harvey harvey was gone because of injuries Syndergaard didn't you know, had issues with arm and now Degrom, and that's kind of 
the last vestiges of what you consider to be one of the better rotations that the Mets had. But moving forward, uh, oh, we hope him, hope we're speedy. Recovery yeah, from, of course. Look, look, but you know, it's gonna I, be it's gonna be a long road back. With when Degrom like started had starts this season, and when SNY was covering him. The the vindictiveness that I heard from Mets fans really put a sour taste in my mouth about them. Because, like, look, DeGrom left. It's as simple as that. He left. It's It happens. But if he stayed, he would you'd be saddled with his injury. It, he already got look, enough problems. Yeah, look, it happens. People were um, making fun of DeGrom for giving up five earned runs. Uh, f- five earned runs. When months earlier they were cheering him in the playoffs in Game Three, where he put on a spectacular performance well, against it was San a Diego, wild card. wasn't yeah, even, wasn't yeah. the playoffs, but he, was wild card. but he was fantastic. Yeah, look, I mean, again, I, look, yeah. I don't want to, but like he left. It's as simple as that. He, Players they, move on. He did what he he thought was best for his career. The Mets didn't want to offer him the years that he wanted. Stop being vindictive, vindictive for no reason. Salavi, okay. If 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 he, if he left to the Yankees, then I'd understand. It, it then, well, they, no one would want that. Yeah. So, then, then the anger, and he could have. Yeah, he could have. Then the, the anger might have been warranted. All right. But I don't know. Your question. Moving on. Uh, how important is it for Messi to join the, the MLS? Okay. So I'll just chime in for starters. It was something that in, I felt was inevitable because what happens, right? You know, you're Messi, you're Beckham, you're Zlatan. You're these guys who are heading towards the end of your careers You've conquered everything else in soccer across the world. Yep. Where else are you going to go but the MLS? It makes sense. Um, it makes sense in Miami's sense. It makes sense that they can now up the value because the tickets just went skyrocketed since he showed up. Uh, he's got ownership in the team now, which no, makes sense. optional. Optional yeah. ownership, which he could take. And I, I think it's okay for now. I don't think it's... Tremendous. I mean, the MLS has been. What do you mean? What do you hang on? Let me just tell you why. MLS is big. I get that. It's been it's been building now. It's 26 years old. I think it'll be a good step in the right direction for the team for a little bit of coverage. And I think it's going to zip away. I think that's what happened with Beckham. Beckham went to LA Galaxy. They got good. We're talking about. Hold on. Hold on. I think that's what I think. That's apples and oranges. I believe. Beckham was way past his prime when he joined LA Galaxy. Way past. Not the prime, is he? No. Yes. Messi's thirty-five years old. Yes, Messi thirty-five. So he just he just came. This off, is where guys go when they retire. He, he just came off a fantastic World Cup run with Argentina, right. and has put up some decent stats right. at PSG. If if spa, sporadic, he's still playing good at thirty-five. This is Leo Messi we're talking about. I'm, this is no. Hold on. You're, you're <laughs> like the. I, Look, you don't know enough about about. I don't care to know enough about it. More more importantly. But the fact is that the MLS has been building. It's no longer just like when Zlatan joined, the MLS was going up. It was already up. When when Beckham joined LA Galaxy, it was a novelty move. It was a a red carpet novelty move that only LA Galaxy could pull off because they had the money to do so. Um, But Messi joining the MLS is going to be huge for the league because now... There's going to be people from from across the world that didn't even care to watch the MLS that are going to watch the MLS now because of Messi. Because Lionel Messi is playing for Inter-Miami. Inter-Miami were the worst team in the league last year. Of course. And now they have Messi and they're probably going to be one of the better teams in the league immediately because of him. 
And there were two other perspective teams uh, or uh, places he could have gone. Barcelona was in the mix of a reunion, but I did not see that happening. Even as a Barca fan, I didn't see that happening because Barcelona not only um, have been selling off anything and everything just to even register players and register new signings like Gabby, who they re-signed, like, like uh, Arajo, who they re-signed. They had, they're barely afloat in La Liga's salary cap. Uh, so I didn't see Messi returning, and there was trust issues between him and management, and he and they've had to cut costs in basketball and shut down Barcelona TV. Uh, the other one was Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, the PIF just bought the public investment fund just bought their the four biggest teams in Saudi Arabia, so they have infinite money to um, to to sign Messi, but. I didn't think that made sense for Messi either because he wanted to be close to home. And Miami made the most sense because he still gets a decent amount of money. He's in a better league than Saudi. He doesn't have that much pressure on him. And he and it's geography, geography speaking, it works. Geographically speaking, it works. So I think it makes sense for Messi uh, moving forward. Um, but the only thing now is left is... Uh, the two greatest of all time, Ronaldo and Messi, are no longer going to be in European football. No, Ronaldo's in Saudi. Yeah, Ronaldo's Saudi. playing for Al Nasser. Yep. Messi's in Inter Miami. We'll see if they ever return as like a novelty. They'll thing, do a friendly. Yeah, They'll do a friendly. But I don't think that it'll, it'll ever happen. I think both of them have done more than enough. Both of them have won everything uh, except Ronaldo with the World Cup. But that's it. All right. Uh Big deal that Ange Postacoglu is hired as the new Tottenham Spurs manager. Yeah, big deal because it's because of the fact that his ascendancy with Celt- with Celtic they yeah. won four cups in five years. Yes, um, you know that they won, they won the they won the Scottish treble just recently. Right, and so I think that sort of caught the eye of like you know he's the he's the guy right now. He's the guy that that the Premier League needed to find. And top, you know, Tottenham were struggling, and they are amongst those teams, particularly those English teams that don't want to be sitting at the bottom. They want to be up with the Man U's and up with the Man Cities and up with everybody else. So this was a, a good move, and it was a move that was inevitable. And obviously, he jumped at it. Well, it, was, it wasn't it wasn't Tottenham's first choice. They were thinking about uh, Julian Nagelsmann, who got fired from Bayern Munich for no apparent reason. Uh, they were thinking about him, but that didn't materialize. Obviously. Postacoglu is an interesting thing. I've seen him uh, manage the Socceroos for many, many years. Mm-hmm. I've seen him manage Celtic. His style of play is very attacking. It's very forward-pressing. He plays a very high line. Um, but Tottenham will need a full rebuild. Uh, Harry Kane is leaving. 100% he's leaving. There's no way he sticks around. Um, but the the one thing that Tottenham need for this Postacoglu experiment to work is... Daniel Levy, the owner, needs to give Postacoglu uh, control of the roster. But I think he will. But no, uh, he needs to. Because he didn't do that with Antonio Conte. He didn't do that with Jose Mourinho. And that's why they struggled. He needs to give Postacoglu control of the roster. Because you need to have the right players in assist in, in uh, Postacoglu's roster for his tactics to work. Um, it And his tactics got got skewed at the back end of his Socceroos tenure because they didn't have the guys to really put that system forward. Now, he he needs to give uh, Postacoglu time. He needs to give Postacoglu money. 
and control of the roster. Because Paul Chicago is a man of principle. If he cannot uh, control his roster and control his players, he's not going to have it. So Levy needs to give him control. I think it could work, but Tottenham need a rebuild. They need um, they need a better defense. They gave up 62 goals last season. One of the worst totals in the league. Probably the worst. They need a new defense. They need uh, a better midfield. Uh, Bentecourt, Hoiberg, it's good, but they need more. They and they need they need a full rebuild essentially. Okay. Uh, next question to yes. you is uh, thoughts about the recent Live Golf PGA merger. This really really surprised me. Very 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 much surprised me. Um, this time last year we were talking about the Cold War between PGA and Live, uh, and it was more like PGA and the Saudi Public Investment Fund who own Live Golf. Now they've merged together. It's yeah, all I can see in this this uh, time frame right now. For the PGA, it's a win. They don't have to deal with competition anymore, and they still get to monopolize golf. Uh, for the for Live, it's a win uh, because the Saudi Public Investment Fund didn't really care about building Live. They just cared about uh, sport washing. Um, look up for yourselves what sport washing is, but people who know what I'm talking about will know what I'm talking about, and also diversifying their economy away from oil. Um, so it, for PIF, it was neither here or there. For the players, however, on both sides, you just got comprehensively screwed over. Uh, for the PGA guys that stay loyal to PGA, um, who are on the fringes of the tour, who weren't earning that much, oh my god, you guys got screwed over. Yeah, that's a slap in the face. For guys like Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods, um, who's, who didn't want to join Liv and and in Rory McIlroy's case, who spoke very vehemently against Liv, it doesn't really mean that much because they've got their money, they've got their sponsorships, they're at the top of the tour, or one of the more notable names of the tour, and they've got their legacies. It's not, it doesn't really mean that much outside of principle. Um, for the lower guys on the tour who, who don't make a whole lot, or in some cases when they miss, when they miss a cut, they make nothing... You just got screwed over because you could have made the money you would have never seen with Live, or you could still go over to Live. Uh, but it's going to be owned by PGA. Uh, for the Live guys, like Deschambeau, like uh, Mickelson, they've got their money anyway. But for the Live guys, like Kevin Na, who rescinded their memberships, what now? Do you, do do the PGA have them back? What if, what if they Live folds and they completely merge together? What happens then? Okay. So the players got screwed over. And it was all. It was never about principle in this situation. It was all about money and control. Okay. So, um, look, I think it comes down to a couple of things for me because I don't watch golf, listen to golf. I can't watch it. I'd rather watch bread mold. Um, for me, it was about um, the commissioner Jay Monahan, who went out of his way to start the fire. I know that McElroy and other players were. Against it, that's fine. But he, as the commissioner, was the face forward, you know, basically dangling 9-11 families out there about the Saudi money and this and that. But then pulled an Ursay. I say Ursay. I say I say they pulled a Rob Ursay. That that is nobody knew anything. Uh, the live players didn't know about it. The PJ players didn't know about it, except those in the room agreed and shook hands. And money's money. And you're right, money talks. And you can talk about Saudi Arabia and their whole background of human rights. I don't want to get into a geopolitical conversation because every country's hands are dirty somewhere, somehow. 
Money is money. So they have the money, and the PGA couldn't survive. And it all comes down to, look, history of sports tells us this, yes? Uh, it happened It happened with the NHL. Yeah, the World Hockey, it didn't work. They merged. Uh, AFL, NFL had to merge. AFL was struggling. ABA, NBA, same story. You can't have splinter factions of sports. It doesn't work. So the big questions right now is, and I think the, the key was watching Brooks Kepka win the Masters. A live player. No, he didn't. He he, he choked. He didn't win. Oh, he didn't win the Masters. Sorry he about choked. that. But he, he is, he, he's played well enough to get there. Right? Well, they're still able to play in the Masters. But the issue is you had live players out on the Masters when it was splintered. Well, they were able to. They, right. Because, because the PJ didn't have any jurisdiction over the President's I, Cup, FedEx yeah, Cup, or the Masters. Enough, fair enough. But as it states, it's going to be messy now. And you're going to figure out what you're going to do, how you're going to get it together. But it all comes on hypocrisy. It was, it was the fact that the commissioner should have not gone all the way for 14 months back and forth and battling. Well, At the end of the day, care. is what happened. They didn't care. All they cared about... The, the thing with the PGA is they, they were threat, their monopoly was threatened. They've been a monopoly over um, professional golf for well over a century now. Yeah, but it was losing its base. People were moving away. That's, the, were that's what I'm saying. Right, and Liv was offering that. something they better. They were losing that competition. Because uh, if you're a guy on the fringes of the tour, I'll give an example. Charles, Charles Schwartzel, he was on the fringes of the tour... And he was he he was sort of well known, but then he goes over to live. He makes millions of dollars from winning the tourney, millions Almost. just just money from winning talks. the tournament. They have money. They don't care either. It's not like the Saudis are like bereft of money. They got money to lose, and PGA did not. Well, because, that's it. Well, because that's it. Because PIF just want to diversify their economy and sport wash. That's it. Well, that's, that's, that was the point. Whatever. At the end of the day, they got money. And but the it, PGA was, had it was surprising. I didn't expect this. No outcome. one saw it. Okay, right, moving on. We're wrapping up here. Yep. Uh, around this time, uh, way back when, Johan Santana became the first Met to throw a no hitter. 134 pitches in the game. Uh, had some help in the outfield. And you know he I, I miss, he can he can remain I miss of the records. I miss Johan Santana on the Mets. I miss him. Well, I miss him. That was probably his best outing because after that, arms arm injuries. And well, that, that, that was twenty. His, that was twenty thirteen. No? That led to his yeah that, that, yeah. that was ten years ago. That led to his downfall. So I ultimately, miss, I miss I miss twenty eleven. I miss two thousand nine to two thousand twelve. Johan Santana on the right. Mets. All right, belated happy birthday to Rafael Nadal. He turns thirty seven. Of course. He's not playing in the French Open this year. He's undergoing surgery for his hip, I believe. Um, he has already stated that when he's healthy and returns, it'll next year probably be his last year playing professional tennis. Yeah. So obviously, all-round champion, over 20-odd Grand Slam tur- tournaments, One trophies. of the greatest ever. Kind of the last, the second notch. So you got Federer gone. Nadal and maybe pretty soon Djokovic, maybe pretty maybe. soon. Maybe so he's the last of the last second to last. Yep. Happy birthday and happy belated birthday to Kenny Pickett, who's uh, the Pittsburgh quarterback. Yeah. I guess starting hey. quarterback. Who knows? I maybe think, Mitchell. Maybe Mitchell gets no, starting. Boy, you're still your boy. About this your guy. boy Mitch. We're your boy Mitch. We're still talking about Trubisky. He turns twenty five. So happy. You found a way to just sneak Trubisky. Your boy in there. Mitch. I could have. Hey, I could have gone with the ex coach of the Bears, but I didn't want to do that. All right, so look, we've come to the end of our show. If yep. you are coming from any streaming service, welcome. We do this one or two times a week. We did it once this week because we're busy. And we don't know how many people are listening, but we don't have any messages to ask questions. So we don't know because nobody wants to talk to yes. us. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>